the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We are so glad you're listening. This show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Detox and Recovery Program. We have a two-week detox inside St. Joseph's Hospital downtown, and it's followed with a two-year free aftercare program of continued recovery support, recovery coaches, and a whole community that you get to be a part of. Um, and so if you or a loved one would like any information about Matthew's Help, please give us a call at 844-263-4673. Yes, and that was Heather, by the way. Did I not say who I was? No. And they, didn't, they can't tell us apart. Well, the, Our voices are very similar. Our intro did. And so you're listening to us on KPRC 950, Sundays at 1 p.m. in the H-Town. Uh, or you can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. KPRC has a channel there where you can listen to us live at 1 p.m. Central. Or you can listen to our podcast on the iHeartRadio app. And you can also now follow us on Facebook or Instagram, which is hilarious because... <laughs> wow, what a great segue. So if you heard the show last week, last week we talked about... Social media addiction. Just and and how horrific it is. Um, well... I would say we got more into sort of the science. Algorithm, yeah. Right, like what they are doing to attract you, what they are doing to, to trap you and keep you staring at your device. The and thing that's for sale, the commodity is our attention. Yeah, and we covered like we covered a lot, but we really feel like well, there's more to cover. We want to cover today more about the device you're looking at, you know, the, the phone and how the social media app and the phone and the struggle, because here's the thing, uh, over the last week, uh, even with all the research and everything that Heather and I were doing, <laughs> right, you can see, you can see the damage, Me? yes, yeah. that social media does and how it draws you in like a drug. Yeah. Did all of this research and the truth about social media deter you over the last week? Nope. Because here's what happened. So what had happened was <laughs> last week we covered this topic, uh, you know, kind of in a broad sense uh, with certain specifics. But after the mics were cut, it was me, you, Donnie and Will. And we just kept talking about even more deeper aspects of it. Yeah. And it was such a good conversation that we literally said, wait, hold it, <laughs> cut. Let's go back and talk about this more on air for the next episode. So this is a two-part series. Today's part two. If you did not hear part one, it was last week's episode. You can go to the iHeart platform, Relevant Recovery Radio, and look up social media part one. But to answer your question, Donnie, no. I mean, I logically know that spending too much time on my phone and on social media has a negative, negative effect on the whole society at large yet I delusionally feel that I'm exempt from that damage. Do you see any negative effect with you? Just because like, you nag me about it. I don't I don't feel like I <laughs> nag you about it at all. Make fun of, maybe. Maybe it's make annoying. fun of. annoying. But do you see any negative aspects in your life? Do you, in my life? Like, okay, so Sometimes. I see you 
vegging in a chair in the living room for mm -hmm. hours at a time just staring at your phone. Is there um, other things that you could be doing? Sure. Or that you wish you were doing? No. I get all those things done before I sit in the chair. Oh. <laughs> Will's laughing. Maybe it was me that was wishing there was other yeah, things you were wishing. doing. Yeah, you're wishing. Like, <laughs> there's so lots there's of nothing, things I'd wish you'd so, do. So there's nothing negative. No, I'm not saying it's not negative. I think that it brainwashes me incrementally to agree with a certain uh, political view, social view. I, I think that it wastes time. Does it hurt your ab ability to critically think on your own? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I think, you know, I think I'm smart, but I think people that are smart think they're smart. You know, whatever. You only hear that from people that think they're smart. Oh, I'm smart. Right. Uh, but I just... Like we heard in the rooms one time, you know... Uh, alcoholics are really like go-getters and hard workers, but only alcoholics have ever said that. And they'll that. also say that alcoholics <laughs> and drug addicts have an abnormal uh, intelligence level, but you but, only hear that from other drug addicts and alcoholics. Right. Same thing. And so I feel like, I know it's a delusional thought, but I feel a little exempt from the brainwashing or the damaging aspect because I think I have a handle on it, but this is just exactly the same as drugs and alcohol and so this applies to all of society mm -hmm. i think each individual person probably thinks they don't have a bad a problem with social media as they really do myself included and and since we started doing this as well for me so i had created the instagram for, for the this, radio show for this show and i was doing it from my phone and you were doing the facebook from yours and you freaked out and gave it to me. Oh, Lord, because I had been off social media for three years. I had dabbled a little bit with a few little social medias that came out, like, hey, here's a new one, go check it out. And I would check it out and be like, yeah, no, I just can't do it. But I was pretty much done with social media for about three years. And then so I created the Instagram for this show. And within a week or two, I was back exactly scroll, where scroll, I was. Scroll, Three, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Could not stop myself. And that's why mm -hmm. I I give you a hard time, but not not a sincere hard time because I know. Yeah. I don't think we have the ability not, right? They yeah. have figured out the science of attraction. Mm -hmm. They figured out the science of how to get you to release that dopamine in your brain so you're stuck there. I think for me, I, I correlate it to drug and alcohol addiction because I think all addictions but kind of similar whether it's gambling or uh, sex conduct or shopping or coach purses or whatever someone's vice is I don't believe people are quote have an, a quote addictive personality I think it's the illness of addiction that manifests in multiple different ways physically whether it's drugs or alcohol or shopping or gambling or porn or well, whatever and, it is and whatever that addiction is is really what it's you're filling your spiritual sickness with a Band-Aid, something yeah. secular, something worldly that makes you not think about it for that time being. But I feel like that's why I said delusion. I know with 1,000% certainty that I, Heather Mosier, cannot control and enjoy alcohol. I also can't do heroin like a lady. I know I cannot do these things, and so that's why I work a 12-step program to, to remain abstinent for life. But how, how long did you try and control and enjoy those years, things? Years. Years I tried to control and so enjoy it. are you still trying to control and enjoy social media? Yes. Absolutely. I think I am still trying to control and enjoy it. I st I'm saying I still delusionally believe it doesn't negatively affect me. The rest of you people, yeah, y'all can't do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we will be right back here in just a minute and we'll continue this conversation.
Welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with yeah. Donnie and Heather Mosier. Ah, there we go. Now you put that, our names out there. Yeah, like they didn't know who we were. Well, you know, listen, they probably, they may just turn the channel there and like, oh, let's see who these yahoos are. So this is part two. Look, they gave two idiots a microphone. This is part two of social media addiction. Uh, thank you for listening to us today. So I want to talk about it from um, a parenting childhood Right, uh, so- because we've covered, we've covered. You are an intelligent woman, so I want to say this. Yeah, you, no. you are an intelligent. <laughs> oh my lord! You are an intelligent woman, right? Who is very self-aware, and yeah. I think you're just to the. I, I think you know that the social media, the the cell phone itself. Because now we're going to go really more into the cell phone. Yeah. You're staring at social media, but it's this device. But I think you know it does a little bit of damage. I just don't think it really does anything that you care about. Right. It's it's. I'm not in enough pain with it yet to do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, we've tried. I've, I, I said I said last week that there's lots of different things that I've tried. We gave it up twice for two different lengths, two different years, and I went 40 days without it. Number one. Yeah. Number two, we plugged we plugged our cell phones in in the kitchen overnight, so it wasn't in our bedrooms. I've put a screen timer on my phone that I now just click ignore for you the just day it, yeah. every time. Yeah. And so I, I've tried to control and enjoy it. I know I can't control and enjoy it, but it's just like drugs and alcohol in the sense I'm not in enough pain to be like, oh my gosh, I got to do something different. <laughs> well, and it's also because... <clears throat> and I the, think most people don't get there with social media. Well, one of the things we were talking about, one of the notes we have that was there's no noticeable social negativity like drugs or right. alcohol. Yeah. Like drugs or alcohol, you're... When you're homeless under a bridge or whatever, you realize, or hey, Or you're burning through money or you're getting DWIs, you're doing these things, there is a social... When your health is suffering, when you're... visible. Cirrhosis of the liver, you're like, right. okay, maybe there's a problem. With right. social media, it's much more subtle and insidious that you don't realize what is happening. Right. And so I want to talk about like it from a parenting aspect because... I'm just amazed when I, we go to the grocery store some, or a restaurant or a restaurant or you go to the mall and shopping. There are those strollers you can rent for your children. Yeah. And they all have iPads built into them. Or they have the, the holder or whatever. Or the holder yeah. in the shopping cart for, for grocery shopping. And it's like, holy cow. Like, we're putting screens in front of kids so that way they're not interacting with us so that I get to shop, that I get to do what I want to do. I don't want to hear from a kid. And so one of the things that we're always screaming about is the just selfish, our world is so selfish. So selfish. Everybody's about self, right? And so now you have parents that... Trust me. It seems, it seems that they are just too lazy to parent, right? It seems that way, but as being a parent, and my son, when he was little, he was the kid that would run and you'd have to like put a leash on him. You know, <laughs> did you ever? Do I, that? I did. I had oh to at the God. fair, at the state oh fair. He was the kid that would run. It's very dangerous. You had Wait, to put a leash. So on you him. were the parent that had the little backpack with a leash. It was on like him? a little teddy bear or something. Yeah, oh, a little that's backpack. Hilarious. Um, but it's like now I realize the benefit. <laughs> My kids are grown now, but it's like realizing the benefit of being able to go grocery shopping and spend an hour at the grocery store, an hour of peace. If there was an iPad in there to yeah. occupy my two-year-old, like I, I get the sense of ease. Yeah. I get the convenience aspect, but I want to talk about what possible damage it can be doing if you do it too much. <clears throat> well, right, because the, what's the other thing, too? You're riding down the freeway at night. We're and, not talking about driving yet. And the, I know we're not, but the back seat. I know, they, the, got, they got the DVD players of the movies. Right, to go to the grocery store. It's crazy. Like, my, I think when the little mini DVD players came out, I think my parents probably, I don't even know. 
I probably got that. You know what? I they did that for my daughter. When you were born. I did that for my daughter, but it would be for long trips. It was never like to I go had to the one for store. long trips, right? Yeah. But they say okay. So recommended is for children aged two to five. They shouldn't have more than one hour of screen time a day. One hour. So that's two thirty-minute shows, four fifteen-minute shows, whatever it is, because. If they spend too much time on screen time, it, it disables their ability, a child's ability to read faces and learn social skills. Only face-to-face interactions are the ways children learn how to read nonverbal cues and interpret them. Right. And so if they're in front of a screen all the time, they're never learning social cues. Well, and parents are using these as uh, a get-out-of-parenting-free card, right? Because when I was a kid... And, and you're talking about your kid at the fair. If I was a kid and I was acting up, my you parents, spank him. oh, they'd take you either to the bathroom or outside and mm-hmm. you get a whooping. Yeah, but it's crazy in society now because you can't do that because now CPS will be called on you for disciplining your own children. Everybody gets participation trophies these days. Like the world is just crazy when it comes to parenting anyway. That's a whole different issue. Right, right. But I wanted to read some of the symptoms. If you're curious, if our listeners are curious, if their own child has too much screen time. Or if you just see a random child in public, stop them no. and let them know. There's a few different symptoms that you can look for on whether or not the child has too much screen time. They have repeated headaches, blurry eyes and vision problems, foggy brain, eye strain, sleep issues, tantrums, emotional skills and development issues, uh, problem-solving skills, weight issues, and physical health issues. That's crazy. It talks about more behavioral issues like posture issues, poor core strength, poor fine motor skills, increased frustration and impulsivity, moodiness. But you know the thing All is All of like, this is from too much screen time. Our neighbor, uh, the, the little kid next door, Yeah, that kid is like we were. Yeah, he's outside riding his dirt bike, oh he's busy, playing in riding the dirt. Riding his bicycle, riding wheelies, we constantly, but he it's rare to see that in a neighborhood. Kids are not doing that anymore. Yeah. They're either inside, on a TV, on a phone, mm-hmm. on a computer. And we experienced that when my son lived with us, like, and this is from a 15, 16-year-old child's point of view, not a two or, you know, a toddler, Yeah. but he seemed very much moody he seemed very depressed he seemed you know he couldn't he did not have the social skills to make friends in a new school in a new town no idea how to do it because he he only knew listen when your when your son was staying with us for a bit what was that so like august to december mm -hmm. um it was to me and maybe i'm exaggerating but it was frightening you probably are it was frightening (laughs) to me to watch how his eyes were on that phone if he was awake, period. We tried to get him to watch a movie with us, and he's, he's like, like, I don't watch movies. And we're like, what are in the world? What are you talking about? Right. Like, I have, like, every Marvel movie. I've got an 80-inch TV with surround sound. It's and pretty dope, right? he was not right? interested, but it was because we realized he's sitting there on his phone with he his eyeballs glued to the screen, and he, he couldn't watch a movie. He couldn't look away from it. And... Do you wonder... I wonder how much that affects the classrooms. Because oh. they didn't have smartphones when we were in school. Um, well, I don't know how old you are, but you probably had smartphones, but I can't imagine all the teachers trying to keep kids off their phones so they can actually learn and pay attention. Yeah, we, I definitely had smartphones, I think starting in maybe the, um, I want to say seventh or eighth grade. Oh, wow. And then I remember the first one I had was a first generation iPhone passed down from my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, I don't think I really ever had an issue with it. I never really had an issue with phone during uh, classes and stuff. I was just I was never 
really on it that much. But you definitely could see how some kids were, you know, on their phones. But, I mean, I also feel like at least with on the phones, I could still see that happening, you know, with flip phones. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, if people just want to text, they're going to text. You yeah, know? that's true. I used to Did play they... the snake game. Remember the flip phone that had the snake game, the little trail snake? Everybody that heard this show just judged you. <laughs> No, everybody <clears throat> Nobody older played that than game. 40 remembers what I'm talking about. Um, but, Will, did they have, like, certain... Did they have to put rules in place by the cell phones? Did you have to keep them put away in your backpack or... Yeah, I mean, you know, either in your pocket or your backpack, and if they saw you on them and caught you, then, you know, they would take up the phone and uh, take it to the front office, and then you could get it back at the end of school. But okay. mm-hmm. that was about it. <clears throat> we had Eli's, my son's teachers, email us a couple times about him being too too much on his phone if he would put the phone away. And and a couple of times we tried to discipline him and we would take it away just for like, it was it, it ended up being less than a 24-hour period. And it was literally like taking heroin away. Like he was emotionally dope sick. Yeah, he did not know how to, he was panicked. You could see the anxiety. When we took his phone away for like, I don't know what it was, 20 hours maybe, um, but he did not know how to function in the world. It was like you cut off an appendage. And we wanted to try and do something new. So we said, okay, new rule, all cell phones to the kitchen at 10 p.m. That's where they'll stay for the night. You and I had heard some things. And we're like, you know what? Maybe this is a good idea for all of us. So we all we all participated in it. It was hard for me. <clears throat> it was hard for you and him. Okay, so check it out. We will be right back here in a few minutes, and we'll kind of pick it up where we left off. Talk about driving and COVID. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. You're Heather. You're Donnie. And we're back. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about how awful your son is. No. Oh. Oh, sorry. Wow. That's what you said off the is air. Is that a so Freudian was... slip? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so no, we're talking about social media part two. We're but talking we're... about children being socially handicapped because of the amount of screen time. And and what were some of the... So he, he, he was a, he's a Snapchat kid. Yeah. Do you remember some of the like likes or some of the what was some of the stuff he was getting from Snapchat? I don't know, uh, but it, it was like half a million or. Oh yeah, he had tons of whatever that's called, where you get points for snapping back at people or. It's, and we'd be driving down the road in the car. It'd be night, and you just see these flashes from the back. He's taking and he just, pictures so he can snap to somebody to get more points or whatever. It's, they it's ga- like they it's, gamified it. It's that's the what gamification, it's yeah. right? Yeah. Even the app we use at Matthew's Hope Detox for the aftercare, it's gamification now where you have badges and earn. It's all designed to keep people engaged, right? We need to keep people engaged in their recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to keep toddlers engaged on YouTube for kids or teenagers on TikTok. It's already designed to handicap their minds. Right. So parents need to be more able and willing to, I mean, this is your child. The problem right? is, is Put some that time into your people kid. aren't living life. That's the, and it doesn't matter what age they are. If they're not interacting with the world around, and so that's why I wanted to kind of throw the COVID you know, issue angle into it because in March of 2020, when the whole world went on lockdown, we had to how we had to learn how to work remotely, right? The kids had to learn social distancing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in school like via online. Uh, the 12 step world went to Zoom, you know, yeah. for a while, and yeah. and you and I did that for like a year, 
And I'm just, I'm, I'm just done with it. it I could not. Yeah, if I bond. never have to be on a Zoom meeting again, I won't. Right, and I just think that it did something. Although we made the best of a bad situation, and we still mm-hmm. had things continue, I don't think the children are learning as well with with this social, you know, distance learning, there whatever it's called. Something about they're passing them in grades anyway. There's something about human interaction, person to person. But I mean, back on Eli for a second, uh, and, and just children in general, is. How did they draw him to Snapchat? Well, it's something we talked about last week. It's that counterfeit attention, but uh, it's validation, also, yes, esteem, yes, counterfeit friendships, counterfeit everything. So they're basing their self-esteem. They're basing how they What's feel. What's it called? famous Well, yeah. well. Insta famous, yeah. <laughs> but isn't it crazy, Will? Because you were talking last week after we were talking about the show about the bots, about all the fake accounts. Oh yeah, people will buy fake accounts just to boost their follower count, and it's pretty easy to tell. You know, you how, can you can just kind of tell if like how, a certain person has a certain group of followers, and it's just like it seems like, every, oh wow, everybody, this person has a lot of Russian people or <laughs> is very, very close with some Russians, I How guess. How prevalent, do you, when someone's like Insta-famous or viral or what, is viral always legit or sometimes that's fake and, and bots too? Well, I mean, it kind of depends on the viral video i mean sure i think there's always going to be some bot interaction that happens Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and especially if you even if you do grow a page organically there's still going to be bots and you know spammers and all that kind of stuff that end up getting to you but you know i think it really depends on the person and how much weight they put into uh, their digital profile. Do you think okay. people can just buy this? People can yes. just be like, hey, I want uh, well, I 500 followers by the weekend. It's yes. a marketing tool. Yeah. Right? Because you tweet something out, then your bots get it, and then they tweet it out. They retweet it, right? Ooh. And so it's it's like a marketing tool. They have bots that'll go climb account, just start following accounts. Isn't this a, kind of the, the Elon Musk thing? Didn't he want to know how many fake bots yeah. were on Twitter before he bought it? Yeah, he wanted to pretty much separate and see how many people are actual users on the site versus how many are um, manufactured. And so I think that that's something that's also subliminal that the society What's, doesn't realize is happening of how much stuff is fake and not real and not genuine and not public opinion. It's just social media. What's your guess? So Will, what is your guess? What do you think the ratio is human beings to bots on Twitter? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to maybe look up to see how many users they say are on Twitter. So let me do that for a quick. Because isn't it crazy? They say things like, uh, "Someone will have like ten thousand followers on like, like you know, let's say like Instagram or something, or mm-hmm. or, or uh, what's the one you said, Twitter." But when someone retweets or shares something, there's only like two or three hundred that liked it or shared it. And if you legit had 10,000, wouldn't you have more shares or comments as a result of that? Well, that's that's literally what they're using it for. They're using it to get it out there, to get more likes, comments, visibility. I just wonder if there's a way to ever know how much of the internet is fake. 
Well, my guess is about 70% of it. But my point is society spends so much time in this virtual reality Mm -hmm. called social media that they think they get their esteem there. They think they get the latest trends there when really there's no new trends. Everything is repeated. So I'm seeing two different numbers. I'm seeing one number that says that Twitter has 396.5 million. I'm seeing another that says they have 330 million and I am going to go out on a limb here and say that a hundred million are bots, really, because I, I mean I could I could maybe maybe see that. How much would that be? Like twenty percent, thirty percent? I don't remember what you said. Probably about thirty percent. Thirty percent is fake. Yeah, th- yeah, twenty-five to thirty. So because the way people use it, okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to go out there and I want to be insta famous. I want to be an influencer. So I go get 100 bots that are then going to go crawl out, get attached to other accounts, blah, blah, blah. So then when I tweet out, I tweet out those 100, then retweet it. It's like a it. tree. It's like an ancestry tree, how it keeps spreading. Quickly. And yeah. it's and it, and it So you could potentially set something up to be viral intentionally. That's what they do. That's literally what they do. So if I'm one person and I have 100 bots just to get my stuff going and somebody else, Can that's why I think the numbers are so skewed. Can you imagine what are politicians are actually doing and have been doing with this sort of uh, possibility? No, elaborate. (laughs) I'm just saying that the left and the right are so polarized now in the last 10 years or so. And and, And social media has a big part Social media has a huge part to play in it to where like I get fed a certain type of information and then when I encounter somebody that has the opposite information, I'm like, why are you so stupid? I can't believe you believe that. But it's like they've been getting fed a completely different source of information and they think I'm stupid. But hold on a second. See, there's that's no the middle. Beauty. There's no middle anymore. It's going farther to the left or farther to the right. But you literally, you can tell which one of us, you or I, and this is not a knock, which one of us is on social media and what's not. Because I... I am desiring conversations Mm -hmm. with opposite ideals and ideas and beliefs from me because I want to hear that because it helps me think mine through. Which is fine. I like to have polite conversations. But the people on social media are more like, you're stupid. Yeah. You have opposite ideas, and I hope that you get hit by a semi on the way home. (laughs) Right? They get really ugly about it. And that's kind of the difference. That's what social media is doing, right? And so- We've sort of digressed off of this a little bit, but I think it's it's really important to see when you talk about children, when you talk about teenagers, think about all the developmental things that you and I learned because we didn't have cell phones as kids. Yeah, We had to talk to each other. Yeah, but I, my point is, is I think that it, it is causing problems socially, um, but, uh, but also I think it creates political estri- extremists easily. Because By, uh, because it feeds of the, you what they want you to and think. And they're so young and malleable with their minds right. that they're like, oh, yeah, I'll show up there and, and fight for that. You right. Know? So like when we were teenagers, we may have been getting like really stoned and talking about ideas, but we were talking. Yeah. And we had ideas. And now everything's a fight. Well, but now they're on social media where all of the thoughts and ideas are fed to them. They don't have the ability to critical And even think. the arguments they want to get in, some guy, you know, overweight dude in, in his mom's basement in his underwear will get in a fight online, you know, and, and just have all these opinions, right. but he won't, like, live it out. And let's be honest, we're talking about teenagers, but this is really all of society right now. Yeah, 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 for sure. People can't really talk things out. Yeah. Right? And so then you, you brought up driving. So I ride a motorcycle in Houston. Which is dangerous in and of itself. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how often, um, and it's not because they're not looking, how often I'm passing by somebody and they either come over into my lane right on top of mm-hmm. me 
or I'm passing by and they're literally phone in lap. Yeah. Surfing. Yeah. Right. On some social media platform. Now, if you had it up on the steering wheel where I can see the phone and the road, I'm going to give you a, a tiny I'm bit not, of a pass. That's still ridiculous. It is, but it's so, so stupid to have it so in your I, lap. Here it's funny. This show airs Sundays at one. So if you're in your car listening to us right now and you are on your phone, stop it. <laughs> that's freaking ridiculous, bro. Yeah, you bro. just stop it right just now. Just stop it right now. But I, I just think that I see it all the time. We'll see someone driving erratically or swerving or speeding up and slowing down or causing issues. And the second we get an opportunity to go around, they're on their phone. They're on their phone. And it's unbelievable. But that's the addiction part of it. You can't even leave it alone uh, and why? check that text message 10 minutes from now when you get to where you're going to get to. But how often do you pick your phone up and when it's in your hand, you not sure why you even picked it up? Well, I do that a lot at home. I am not on my phone while I drive. Neither one of us do. Oh, wait a minute. There's a good reason why I don't know. <laughs> We're going to have to tell them why. I'm going to make fun of you as soon as we get back. <laughs> don't go anywhere. You're listening to Relevant Recovery. We'll be right back. Don't you talk. I'm going to make fun of you. You hush. <laughs> Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, so Heather is frothing at the mouth to embarrass wanna, me. But listen, what I would like right, to do is talk. talk about a manifesto right now. I've, I've prepared some words, and I'm going to read them for the next... We don't have enough time. ...till the end this of the show. This is the last segment. Okay, here's what's funny. I so want to make fun of here's Donnie what for I was, a second. Yeah, here's what I was talking about. I was, I was, I was talking about driving and how insane people are with their phones and driving. And I... Do not, 95% of the time, do not pick up my phone That's while I'm driving. That's not true. I and see you do it all the time, and I yell at you for all the time. That is not true. It is true. I'm going to yell at you and point it out even more now, now but, that you're in delusion But there's a reason don't why do I don't do it so anymore. So here's what's funny. Why don't I do uh, it anymore? So Donnie has a bad habit of reaching for his phone while he's driving. He totaled his eight-day-old truck. It wasn't eight days old. Well, that was when you hit the park bus. Well, that so bus you, was... you hit a parked bus, but a different time you totaled your truck because you hit a car because you were reaching for your phone. Okay, so we have to clean up your words. In <laughs> Oklahoma, evidently, you can just use whatever words at whatever time. You can just jest with each other. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so... <laughs> when my truck was eight days old, I was in a hurry. And I sideswiped a bus coming out of a parking lot, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the time you hit a parked bus on Westheimer. It was my truck was. The, it was parked at the bus stop. Yeah, I was in a hurry. And ev I know, but it w it wasn't coming out. You hit a parked bus, and all those poor people had to get out of the, and and you had to apologize to every single. I love yes. that story. But yeah. different story is when you. Hit oh, the so it was car. the middle of July, and thank the, <laughs> thank God there was another bus coming right behind it because they didn't have to wait there long. But as they got off that bus in the middle of July, because I hit it, and we had to do a report. I, I apologized to every to single every person. I felt so bad. But okay, so then you fast forward four years, and I'm going down Mason Road in Katy, and somebody texted me, and I reached down to grab my phone and didn't realize that the people in front of me had stopped. Yeah. And so I didn't total the truck, but I did total the car in front of me, and mm -hmm. it hit the car in front of it because yeah. <clears throat> I'm in a Toyota Tundra four-door that's like the full-size truck, and I never even hit the brake. But I think and the, I was only doing 30, 35. But that's the kind of, that's the point I'm trying to get across it to, only took a second. to our listeners. It it's took like, one second. 
like I have Bluetooth in my car, like the Apple CarPlay, and so it'll like read to me. Yeah. It'll, it'll and then I can just press a button and read back to it, and it'll it'll text. So I don't ever have to touch my phone. But aren't you fancy? I see people doing it all the time, and it's like as soon as I see them driving, ridiculous. Houston has a driving cultural problem anyway. Like there's something about the driving culture in Houston that's so selfish and so self-centered and so entitled and and just ridiculous. And and if you're one of those people listening that drive like that, stop it. You know, <laughs> stop driving like a, like an a-hole, man. Like have some courtesy for people. Take yeah. take your turn. Yeah. Uh, wait your turn. Every time you're like in a line in the right lane to exit off of a road, and there's a line, there's always that one guy who's well. Those there's those no, there's 50 multiple. People. They'll speed up and they're cut smarter than everybody else, and they're impatient and more important. So just, okay, so anyways, I we're talking about social the media. The people that speed up and cut and cut in front of in line. Yeah. Like, I just want to speak to those people for two seconds. <laughs> I, don't, I was gonna say this. <laughs> I want you to realize it's like a caterpillar. Every time every single one of you does that, that means every car behind <laughs> you has to caterpillar back to make room for you. And the whole reason we're congested and have the problem is because of people like you. Stop doing that. You're, you're just like, you're mean. You're okay? a bad person. <laughs> you're such a bad person. Like God's, God doesn't disagree with me right now. He knows they're bad people that do that. All right, anyway, so we got way media. off topic. So we were talking about the Driving. fact that phones and... They're so addictive, we can't leave it alone while you drive. You, you'll you pick it up, and you don't even know why you picked it up. You pick it up while you're driving. I wonder you how many wrecks happen due to being on your phone. Way more than reported. Oh, yes. Because trust me. you lied and didn't say you were whoa, on your phone. Whoa, lie is a strong word. <laughs> lie is a strong it's, word. You didn't tell the truth. I might have omitted something, yeah. but I didn't lie. Yeah, lying by omission still a lie. So anyways, and so the reason we wanted to talk about this the last two weeks is just that we observe just the damage that this is causing in our society, and it's frightening. It really is frightening. It's scary that at the end of the social dilemma, do you remember what he said when they asked Jaron and they asked the other people like, What's the end you, game? What's the end game? What did civil he say? Civil war. Every single one of them that are ex-execs from high technology said civil war. They said Every civil war, the one. loss of democracy, yeah. and something about money mm. that it would... I don't know, but I think that it's running our brains. We uh, can't critically think. Uh, we have anxiety can't. without it. We can't critically think. We're, we're brainwashed to have certain political or ideological yeah. views. I, I think that a lot of times the reason I don't want, honestly, the reason I don't want to get rid of social media is FOMO. Fear of missing out. I feel like I'm not going to stay up to date on something that I need to know, whether it's Aunt Mary's new puppy in Oklahoma yeah. or something huge political thing. And you don't even get along with Aunt Mary. That's the <laughs> That's funny part true. about it. Here's the funny part about it is how how often like you'll like show me a Facebook post, you'll be like, Oh my God, this person, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's a negative thing you're saying. And I'm like, then unfollow him. You're like, No. No, I want to see what's happening. FOMO. But you never like what's happening. It's true. But also, I think that, <laughs> I think that, uh, listen. I think it's something worse than FOMO. I think this is more like. But again, it's ego feeding because now I feel better about myself for looking at that. Okay, right? It's go. still It's still self-obsession. Uh, yeah. And so, which is the core issue of most of society. Right. Maybe the there root. are some really good people in the world like Will, who who is like a normal person and can like control and enjoy his social media and do, it doesn't have that. But I don't think Will ever said he could, Will. <laughs> uh, I I personally could not really control the social media, at least not to the point where I wanted it to be. So I did have to get off of it. I did check my Snap score though, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at sixty three thousand. So that's kind of cool. 
<laughs> yeah, see? I don't even there know what that snap score, but that's what my son keeps up with. I mean, I, I'm sure they're rookie numbers compared to your son, <laughs> but, you know, I'm working on it. So, oh, I, I think he had a snap score over on a half a million. I'm it was not even something exaggerating. Crazy. It was something crazy. So do you, you went abstinent other than Snapchat? Yes. Yeah. And Donnie went abstinent um, <coughs> other than Instagram for the radio show, but then he gave it to me. And she was like, oh, my God, because, like, we're sitting outside. You were just yelling at me. You're like, you have to take this. Oh, it was. Take it. And I'm like, whoa. It was literally like I had started using drugs again. So I wanted to talk about it. You restless, irritable, discontented within weeks as a result of being back on social media. Right. And so we've talked about all of these issues. We've talked about how damaging this is. And for the most part, I think most of society has exactly your attitude, which is it's not really causing me a lot of harm. I don't care, and I'm just going to keep doing it, right? But I think there's a lot of, like like I say, subconscious issues. Like, Do you know how much probably like infidelity temptation is due to social media? Oh, absolutely. Do you know how many like relationship issues uh, and of ignoring your spouse? Like, I think that yep. you get jealous of Facebook getting my attention when I climb into I bed. I do. I get upset about it. I just think that there's so much, so many different angles of damage it can cause us that... But the... Uh, there's no way to undo Pandora's box well, unless I, everybody is. in the world got off social media. I think there is because that's the thing is that- Not everybody in the world will do that. Not even half the people in the world will do that. I tell everybody that I have shrunk my bubble to my 12-step <laughs> uh, fellowship. Yeah. I have shrunk it to church. I've shrunk it just to the people closest to me. I don't look at the news right. either on TV or on my phone, and I don't do any social media. And here's what I did. I think we should talk about that. Is that you're the solution so I, man? Yeah, when I first removed social media from my phone, I had to replace it with something. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was reading quite a bit on Kindle or the Bible, and so I put like where that icon was. I put all my like book apps, yeah, so that I could go there. I would do almost anything to not hit that. And so, did you undelete? Did you uninstall the app like where there's no more button? Oh, I deactivated the accounts. Oh, I see. literally shut that, the account. The accounts are that's gone. That's too far. And then I also pulled those. Of course, once you deactivate the account, I pulled them off. Because I also had the same, same struggle with Reddit. Yeah. And I would just want to go on Reddit and just argue with people. And it's so negative And it's so... It's like, horrible. You go onto Reddit, onto a Christian forum, and you'll get beat up worse than anywhere, anywhere else, right? Yeah. And so... But here's the beauty of it is that I'm having more conversations with people where I'm hearing an opposite ideal or idea. I'm able to go sit in the backyard and smoke a cigar and just literally stare and just be quiet and let my brain quiet. I don't need that constant input. Because that's what we're feeding society is yeah. they need a constant input. They gotta have it, right? Yeah, that's and the I don't scroll, need it. scroll, scroll. And it's like my my eyes and it. my brain just start to hurt. I've read a ton of books because of it. Anyways, there's we could probably go on talking about this for three hours. We could, but we're not going to. Right. We gotta cut this off, but there's a lot about social media addiction that we've covered. If you have any questions or comments or you wanna talk about your addiction, please <laughs> follow <laughs> us on Facebook and you can <laughs> comment there. <laughs> or our Instagram. And if you need any info about our details, Detox, 844-263-4673. Don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag God, though.